Get ready for George Floyd 2.0. Oh, wait, never mind. All the cops are black. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So I'm listening to the new Left, Right, and Center podcast. It's NPR. I think it's from KCRW. I want to say WKRP. And so, I mean, it's a podcast. It's really a radio show. It's a radio show that I think has been on for decades, but, you know, now I listen to it as a podcast. But it, it had a major change... I don't know, maybe six months, maybe a year ago. And because they had a guy named Josh Barrow on there and he was the center. And then you'd have a rotating group of people on the left and on the right. And the three of them would talk about stuff. And so it had a nice balance, at least for someone like me. I, I'm, you know, a 2010 liberal. I'm, you know, I'm, I believe in probably some communist stuff. But anyways, as, as the world has changed, I've gone to the center and I guess now you call me far-right Nazi or something. But anyways, it used to be a great show. And I still listen to it, kind of. I, I fast-forward through a bunch of it. So anyways, the Josh Barrow guy, who was truly a moderate in the center, is gone. And they brought in David Green, who I think he was a host of Morning Edition or something. He was a, he was a big shot on NPR, and, and he still is, because now he's the host of it. And... Whatever. He's like, I'll be playing. I remember the first episode where he was the host. He's like, I'll be playing the center. And I think last week he's like, I wish people wouldn't put people into boxes and just being on the left and on the right and in the center. And the reason why is because he is completely and utterly woke. And then the guy who's playing the left part is a guy named Mo, and he's also woke as hell. And then Sarah Isker, she's basically the same way as the center used to be. So she's, you know, she's just a complete and utter moderate. They like ask her uh, today, like, um, would you ban? A, would you would you support a ban on assault weapons? She's like, sure, sounds great. So it's two woke tards, and then, and then what? You know, a woman who's like completely right on. I mean, I don't know about the assault weapons ban, but anyways, in general, she's right on. Assault weapon is a made-up term to make a normal rifle seem scarier than it is. Because there's something called an assault rifle, which is a real phrase. That means a select fire, fully automatic weapon. Anyways, I've gone into that before. But anyways, they always, uh, they always finagle the terms around. And I mentioned this, but they, the media or someone was, I don't know, everyone was calling the... There was a recent shooting in where the Asian guy killed a bunch of people at a Chinese dance hall and... They're like, he had an assault pistol, which I think is a... Anyways, no one's ever said that before, but now they can be assault pistols too. And assault weapon was defined in some, I think like a 1994 Bill Clinton crime bill or something where they defined if a normal rifle has these features, like a pistol grip and stuff, um, now it becomes a magic assault weapon. But so, I don't have anything to talk about, uh, so I figured I'd just complain a little bit uh, about the wokesters on this podcast. So there was a number of mass shootings in the last week, or, you know, the, the seven-day period ending probably a few days ago, and the media's got a way of talking about it. They're like, there's so many mass shootings, and I don't know the numbers, 20 people have died. And why do they say it like that? Well, the answer is because it wasn't white men doing the shooting. Like The question is, if you get a bunch of mass shootings, and they're not done by white men, how does the media you know, spin it. Because, you know, the only thing they care about is being racist against whites. 
And the answer is you just say there's so many of them. that You say the number of people who have died, there's so many of them in a, such a short amount of time, and, you know, we need to take away everyone's guns. And maybe we do need to take away everyone's guns. But anyways, that's how they spin it. I've said it before. If America wants to get together and vote to take away all the guns, then I'm fine with that. And if America doesn't vote to take away all the guns, then don't take away all the guns. So these people talked about the Asian victims. Most news stories I've heard have been a little more favorable. They've said an Asian man, you know, just like they'd say a white man did this. They'd say, they were saying an Asian man did this mass shooting and... You know, it's Asians are white adjacent or whatever. But left, right, and center, call them LRC. LRC did not bother to specify the race of the shooter. They're a little extra woke. But Mo, he's the leftist of the left. Um, he's gotten the memo, so he's describing it. You know, he's leaving race out because race doesn't count this time. And so he's like, there's so many of them. And, he, and then he, and he, 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 he rattles off some. He's like the shooting in South Carolina, the shooting in Buffalo. And if you remember, you know, what, what was special about those? Because we've had 50 mass shootings since the shooting in South Carolina. Well, that was the one where the white kid went into the black church. And then the Buffalo one is where the white kid went into the black supermarket. So you know, he's coming up with a list. He's just randomly drawing from the ether a list of mass shootings. And they just happen to be the one where all the victims are black. And the shooter is white. And he did throw in, in his, in his list, he did throw in Las Vegas, which is the one that has the most deaths. Anyways, he's, you know, he, he has no interest in looking at things impartially. He's just coming at it with a, you know, trying to convince, trying to control what you think. Trying to control what you think, just like all wokesters. And so, I, don't, I can't remember if there's two or, or, sorry, four or five mass shootings in this seven-day period, but it was... There was two in California. That's like where, you know, of the 20 people killed, 15 or 17 or something of them came from those two shootings. Those are the ones that were both done by like Asian men over the age of 65, I think. One of whom had an assault pistol, made up word. But then there was one in Iowa, and I can't remember the one or two more, but the, the Iowa one, it was at a school. I think two dead. And it was kind of interesting because they arrested, I don't know, maybe four people? Anyways, I heard about that. I went straight to Google News. Let's find out the race of the shooter. And every media outlet is hiding it. I'm like, oh, it's, a bla it's blacks. Sorry, the blacks, as Trump would say. But I was wrong. It wasn't black people. But it wasn't white people either. It was Hispanic teenagers. So, you know, the media crows from the rooftops if a white person does a shooting. Uh, they completely and utterly hide anything that black people do. And then apparently they hide, well, they tell you if an Asian does it, and then they withhold the, the information if a Hispanic does it. So basically, it, break down, it breaks down exactly like affirmative action in college. They try and keep out the Asians, they're not too helpful to the whites, and then they try and help the blacks and Hispanics. And then I think today, today, I don't know, anyways, today or yesterday, um, there's going to be a video coming out of a black man who got killed by police and they they charged five cops with second degree murder so you know jury decides possibly this black man was murdered by police and apparently they beat him to death i think i think he died like three days later but anyways apparently the video which i think is the 
the body cams, right? The cops took the video themselves, and just the video hasn't been released yet. But people who see it say it is just absolutely atrocious video. You know, get ready for George Floyd 2.0. But um, anyways, it turns out the five cops are all black. And it's been interesting because the mainstream media, you know, when they were calling someone being burned alive in a liquor store or whatever, a mostly peaceful protest, um, now they're like, oh, you know, this is going to cause riots. I mean, basically, it's, uh, you know, that's how the white racism uh, double standard media, I don't know, looks at stuff. They're like, please riot to show that we're not racist against whites. If black cops do it, we still, you know, people still riot. We're good people. And everyone we hate is evil. And we're good to hate them. And if they turned out to be good, then that would be bad, because then we'd be evil. But anyways, we'll see if anyone riots. I have a feeling they don't. I mean, maybe white people would riot over it. I mean, black people ain't gonna fucking riot over it. It's also not a fair comparison, because, um... The different time of year, you know. In the summer, people people love to riot in the summer. In the winter, this is in Tennessee. I think they actually have very good weather, but... Um, anyways, it's probably not the weather for rioting. The girls can't go out there. You can't have the girls go out there and have the guys go out there and impress the girls by rioting. Then they were also talking about the AP, African American Studies, class or course or curriculum that had been banned by Florida. And Sarah kind of went hard moderate on them. Because David Green, he was kind of suggesting that if you oppose this class, then you're, you know, racist, basically. Like, how could you oppose African American studies? How could you oppose a section in that called queer theory? And, you know, the answer that he doesn't say is because you're a racist and you're a bigot. And Sarah's point was that school curriculum is supposed to be decided by school boards and state legislatures, maybe the federal government. Anyways, a bunch of people who are all voted for by the Americans, as opposed to decided by um, a private corporation, the College Board, College Board Inc. So that was kind of the argument. How could you oppose having a queer theory section in African American studies? Answer, well, I think it's because people should be able to, you know, parents and, and voters should be able to decide what the curriculum is. And, you know, this is an NPR show, and she became the per- they're no They're no longer doing rotating guests. She's on there permanently. Anyway, she can't go too crazy. Plus, like I say, she's just a moderate. But I think a better question would be, why is there queer theory in African American studies? First off, black people hate queers the most of any race. But I'm sure that's not why they have it in the curriculum. I mean, obviously, they're trying to pull a fast one by slipping it in. They're like, no one's going to object to anything in something if we just call it African-American studies. They can make the entire course, you know, the idea is we can make this entire course about how, whatever, every high school girl in America should declare herself queer. But if you name it African-American studies, then anyone who opposes it gets called racist, and then no one will oppose it. I think I said this the other day, but, you know, calling someone racist, it's a power move. It's how you get power over something. Like, you know, how do you get big tech, Google, whatever, to censor some type of information? 
Well, you say, oh, well, that information is coming from people on the right. People on the right are racist. Google, if you don't censor this, you're racist. And you just say that enough. You say it over and over. And all of a sudden, Google's like, okay, fine. Go call me racist. Well, I'll do it. That would be if Google was an entity that could say me. But I think it's I think that, you know, it's like crying wolf. There's a wolf. Oh, there was no wolf. I think, I think it's starting to lose its power because it's too easy. It's just every time that you're wrong, every time the facts are completely and utterly not on your side and you just call the other side racist and then you win, you're like, oh, that's sweet. And then everyone's doing it. It's like, why, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, that, and, you know, and then, and then it becomes the first thing that you do. And then people get tired of it after a while. And I've been listening to the Watching the Watchers podcast, which talks a lot about Hunter Biden or, you know, yeah, well, the Biden document thing and Hunter Biden. Um, and it's getting kind of crazy. It's getting a little complicated, so I can't tell you exactly what's going on. Like, I keep learning more stuff, but I can't remember. It's like, who, who said what, when? But, um, like, let me tell you my theory of the Hunter Biden situation, I think up until two weeks ago. Who knows? Let's say two months ago. Basically, Joe Biden is completely innocent of everything in the world. And his son is a piece of crap crack addict who somehow goes to Ukraine and gets hired as a consultant and gets paid hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of dollars. And then there was something about China, but I'm not sure what that is, etc. And so I'm not sure what it's up to now, but it, it sounds like he got paid millions by people in China, like many millions. I don't know, five million, something like that, you know. You'd be set for life. Plus probably a million or two from Ukraine. Plus he has this artwork that he sells. And he sells his artwork for like 50000 to $250,000 apparently. And it just goes to anonymous buyers. I don't know how many of those paintings he sold. But I, I believe he sold some. So you could have another million there. And so basically it's like how many millions of dollars can Hunter Biden, you know, this genius, this genius crackhead, he's just fooling the Chinese and he's fooling the Ukrainians into thinking that they'll get something out of him through his dad. He's just fooling them. Like, oh, they never got nothing. Like, how many millions of dollars can you get before you're like, you know what? Someone is getting something. Someone, yeah. Joe Biden is doing something because, you know, how many millions of dollars would you spend to have someone do absolutely nothing for you? And I don't know, but I think the number is... You know, just, I mean, we got no proof, no proof yet, but I think it's less than five million. You know, if you get to the five million mark, uh, something's being done for you. Twitter handle at Anti Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.